Travion Williams is now the running back. Two in the backfield. Burrow pressured. Releasing late is Drew Sample for the first down. And Sample's got a touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico on the call last night on NBC as the Bengals beat the Bills 24-18, cover the spread. Uh, basically up, up the entire game, and Buffalo you know, scores and gets the two-point conversion late, and then since he runs the four-minute offense, it runs out the clock. I will say, uh, for the prop king last night, uh, if you had told me that two Bengals tight ends will score in the game, two different Bengals tight ends, I would think, wow, like, definitely cash in Tanner Hudson plus 1,100. Here's Drew Sample and Irv Smith, the other t- – and Hudson had a good game too. All three and tight ends played both for the Bengals. During the telecast. Yeah. They spent a lot of time on them. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a little unfortunate. Listen, that that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. When uh, when when you bet tons of props, that's what happens. We did get Keaton Mitchell yesterday, which was which is pretty good. So Cincinnati covers the spread. Game goes under the total, and that was the last game on what was like a really interesting and really eventful, honestly, um, NFL Sunday, both from a real life and obviously from a betting perspective. Now we covered yesterday on Countdown to Kickoff from eleven to one a.m. Yeah, eleven p eleven a to one p.m. Get my times right here. Uh, we covered the Chiefs Dolphins game. Enough. Just wait please. till next year. <laughs> please no. Please no. We covered the Chiefs-Dolphins uh, game, right? So we can kind of skip skip that game. We'll talk about it in terms of futures markets, obviously, as we move along this week. Obviously, something that will have major repercussions as we uh, move uh, move on with the season. Um, but besides for that game, Ken, before we get to P-squared, B-squared, and Handicap Week 10, um, your betting thoughts or, or otherwise from uh, from Week 9 NFL Sunday. A lot happened, obviously. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to be right about the Bengals. Like it was really fun to be right about the Bengals, honestly. Um, and I'm, <laughs> I almost wish I was holding more from like week three, week four, from these, uh, from those, the buy point that I tried to identify on them. And I was way early, like, and you know, you could have got better prices a couple weeks ago on all this stuff. Make the playoffs, win total over, Burrow MVP, all that stuff has caught fire now because they beat the Niners, they beat the Bills, they have a now. I would say an easier game this week. Houston is not a pushover, but it is a large spread game versus the games that they played so far this season. And uh, and it seems like they're cooking a little bit. And with their win and the Bills' loss, and I found this pretty remarkable too, if the playoffs started today in the AFC, and obviously they don't, and we're only halfway through the season, I believe this is true because I checked a couple apps before I came on. I didn't check the NFL official website, but I'm going to say it's true anyway because it's fun. If the playoffs started today, the Bills would be the first team out of the playoffs and all four AFC North teams would make the playoffs, which is like really remarkable. So AFC North teams would get the five, six, and seven seeds. Oh, which it's is true. Like in, in what sanity. you're saying right. I, is definitely I figured true. it was. I just, there it's might have been a tiebreaker true. I missed or something. Right, yeah. So this is all very interesting, right? Because I think a lot of the pushback on the Bengals early in the season, and you'll hear similar pushback on can the Jets get back into the mix? I think Nick and I are both going to tell you about Denver, uh, when they play in a primetime game and, I, and you know, like, are they going to do something in the second half of the season? They play Buffalo this week and the resistance is like, well, like, but where's the spot? How's it, how's the spot going to open up? Is it possible that the spot opens up because the bills are going to miss the playoffs? Like, is that how a spot opens up for somebody? And bear in mind, like, you know, the bills are out, but like the Steelers are in and they're terrible. The Browns are in, and they're at a, at a minimum unpredictable. I think in terms of what they're going to do week to week. Even though their defense is really good, they played a they played an exhibition game yesterday. Not everybody gets to play Clayton Tune every week at home, and they got to do that this week. And they play Baltimore this week in a really interesting game. So, like, there could be some spots opening here, and they'll they're opening because a Buffalo schedule, and maybe they're just not going to make it. 
and now you got Pittsburgh in a spot. Like things can actually start pivoting pretty hard here. Where like maybe the Bengals just become safely in in like three or four weeks, and it becomes Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Buffalo and the Chargers and the Jets and maybe Denver, but maybe that's a pipe dream. And like you just you know this is like kind of the battle royale for the last few spots. Buffalo losing again last night and Cincinnati winning like has helped to kind of shape this. Uh, in that way. So just, you know, that's my first takeaway is just the AFC standings continue to be insanely interesting. The NFC standings might be done already. The AFC standings are really, really interesting in terms of just the number of permutations that are left. Uh, and I don't know, you know, we'll talk about the Raiders Jets tomorrow after the Jets play Monday Night Football tonight against the Chargers. Like Maybe we shouldn't count the Raiders out. If they beat the Jets next week at home, they're going to be five. They're going to be five and five. Yeah. Wild. After they, uh, Wrecked my Giants yesterday. Well, just, you know what the I right mean, word is. After they, after they smoked them. They, the uh, right they did smoke the Giants, and they smoked yeah. a lot of cigars in the locker room. Yeah. Just, okay, a couple, couple quick notes from yesterday, and then we'll, we'll do our handicap for, for Week 10. Um, so Daniel Jones is done for the season. I think a lot, of, a lot of people ask me, hey, like, what do you think about this as a Giants fan? Just, like, another miserable season. I actually feel bad for, like, younger Giants fans that, like, have only experienced losing. It's got to be the absolute worst. You didn't get to, like, experience all the Super Bowls like I did. That That's, that's like a kid out there that's like, man, like, are we ever going to win anything? It's like, well, let me tell you something, Sonny. Once upon a time, this is one of the most revered franchises in all of sports. We are not that now. We are absolutely terrible and might not win a game the rest of the year. So just very quickly, like, the Giants are the worst. Do you agree with this? Are the Giants the worst team in the league right now with DeVito starting? Yes, right? If Arizona keeps starting tune, it's really close, but they're not. They're going to start Kyler. Oh, I think I, oh man, I, I think Arizona. But it's really would, close. I think I'd like take Like DeVito Arizona. Giants versus Tune Arizona. <laughs> How about this? I don't think, I don't think you have enough information to say definitively that DeVito Giants are worse than Tune. The one data point we have is a non-competitive football game. That's like, true. That's the only that's one. That's true. Like that, those are your two worst though. So we were totally in agreement there. That's listen. They're they're brutal. They're gonna get annihilated on Sunday by Dallas. If you're a Giants fan, this is like the same conversation we had a couple of years ago. Like honestly, like root root for them to lose every game the rest of the year, and hopefully the young players develop, and hopefully we get Caleb Williams or Drake May. And I do think Dable and Chain deserve to come back. You were the playoffs last year. They're definitely coming back. There's no way they get fired. I guess they could lose fifty to nothing every game and get fired. But I think they'll come back and hopefully like reset. And Daniel Jones can be a really high price backup next year. Like great. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. He's also really rich. I don't care. Like, and I hope he recovers, but like enough now. Like it's over. It's over with Daniel Jones as the franchise quarterback. Let's get Caleb Williams. Let's get Drake May, Shadur Sanders. I don't claim to know like who the next great quarterback is. I know it's not on the roster right now. So let's let's roll it back next year and let's let's try and get this thing humming moving forward for the uh, for the New York football giants. My other note from yesterday. I I have never owned, and I don't wear jerseys, like, I don't know, I feel like I'm kind of too old for that, but there was a time in my life when I had quite the collection of, of Giants jerseys, sure. and I never would have thought in a billion years, growing up like a diehard Giants fan, I would ever own the jersey of another player for another team. I kind of want to buy a Josh Dobbs Minnesota Vikings jersey. I think he might be like my favorite athlete of all time after what happened yesterday. Put him into the game, doesn't know his teammates, doesn't know like any of the terminology, and goes and beats that idiot Arthur Smith. Oh, like a another masterclass from Arthur Smith on how to lose football games yesterday. And now everyone is turning on Arthur Smith. And I can proudly say I was first. I was way ahead of the curve on the Arthur Smith slander. Absolutely love it. By the way, Taylor Heineke starting again this week for Atlanta. I guess it wasn't toxic groupthink. Moron. Uh, so love he me some Josh Dobbs. Too. 
Didn't yeah, you shave good. the mustache today? He did. Yeah, yeah it's like because well, you were calling like him a mustachioed it... moron. Now you can't call him a mustachioed moron anymore. Well, just he's a just a moron. But like, yeah. it's like, and the way that everyone like fawns over this guy, like, oh, breaking news: Arthur Smith shaved the. How about like breaking news? Arthur Smith, like, uses the eighth overall pick at running back in the red zone. That would actually be breaking news worth reporting. Arthur Smith does something smart during a game. So, there, just want to give my, my my two cents on the Giants. And then, what a freaking game for Josh Dobbs yesterday. Sure. I mean, just awesome. Just absolutely awesome. We'll do, uh, when we do, I'll save kind of my Viking stuff for when we do Viking Saints which is a very, very interesting game coming up this week with a really interesting point spread. Two teams that really think that they have a chance to make the playoffs this year now. They both won yesterday. Um, So yeah, Dobbs is interesting. Uh, The team is interesting. Playoffs, awards, all these kind of markets. We'll do it when we do the Saints game. We should probably just for a minute recognize how completely ridiculous, in a lot of ways, the Texans-Buccaneers game was yesterday, which we both bet on and which we both won somehow and which is just like a an unbelievable roller coaster of events where like cj stroud's obviously the story of the game is that he's electric two days after i ended up spending all my money that i had on him on other players to win offensive rookie of the year so that'll be a break even award market and we'll see you next year in offensive rookie of the year but minus 700 right now uh so he's great in the game but just the swings where Baker Mayfield, who we have to win comeback player of the year, yeah. leads the team down, throws a touchdown pass. And you and I, our first text to each other is like, Baker comeback player alive, question mark? Like, is this, like, they win this. I, You know, they got the Titans this week. Like, oh man, this could actually turn into a thing. You look at the schedule. He throws a touchdown. There's like a minute left in the game. Stroud just immediately, boom, 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 right down the field. Uh, they score. And then the series of events where, and we talk about this on the show all the time, I forget the game that happened earlier this season where the team didn't do this, where they like chose to run the play uh, for the two-point conversion or chose to kick the extra point rather, sorry, rather than like understanding that in a late game situation with very little time left, you actually need to eliminate the possibility that the other team gets the safety conversion by taking it the other way, by blocking the extra point and returning it, or by intercepting a two-point conversion and taking it the other way, whatever it is, and just like taking a knee as the conversion attempt and and, and like ending it, like like remove the, the negative outcome. And so we get to that point in Tampa and Houston with Tampa covering as long as Houston, again, optimal strategy, Tampa covers, and they did it. And I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh, like the game's rigged and, you know, Vegas knew that that was this, whatever, who cares? um but we won and we won in like one of the craziest ways uh we've ever won ever but really of the of the season and a game that we both bet on i was i was very very mad earlier in that game when yeah. uh, so so fairbairn gets injured right and then dario oh, like, yeah, right, so, so fairbairn gets hurt and it's it's funny like the butterfly effect like the like the series of events that unfolds from there where the game probably goes differently if because like the, the Heck, they don't go for it on that fourth and nine. They kick the field goal. And it might go under. Like, Stroud might not have the performance that he did. So, Fairbairn gets hurt. The Texans have fourth and goal from the nine, like, maybe, like, midway through the third quarter. And obviously, in a normal situation with, like, a normal field goal kicker, like, you kick the field goal there. But then, but you don't have a kicker. And, like, they didn't trust Agunwa Bali. And then he ended up kicking, like, a little, like, later on from, like, really short distance. And then they (laughs) couldn't. It's one of the great moments of the season. It's one of those where, yeah. wow, I'm going to lose money on this. Also, like, I can't deny that it's a great, like, sports moment. And, Sh- and Stroud throws a touchdown on fourth and nine. Carlton Davis, like, 
been a great corner throughout his career, like won a Super Bowl with the, with, on that Brady team. I've never seen a cornerback get cooked the way that this dude did yesterday. Like every single highlight the Texans had that C.J. Stroud has, it's Carlton Davis like chasing after a receiver and then like burying his head in his hands like, what have I just done here? How have I just screwed this up? I thought for sure we were dead in the water with that bet with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And when Baker leads them down the field for that touchdown, I'm like, oh my God, I like Baker, not only are we going to win this bet, Baker's going to win comeback player of the year now. And now here's C.J. Stroud just like, yeah, I'm the offensive rookie of the year. And also we're going to win this game. And they absolutely did the right thing, by the way. I got tweets about this. Oh, game's rigged. You're really lucky. It's like, or like understand game theory. There's also six seconds left. Like if there's 50 seconds left, you probably go for two to try and like eliminate the possibility of losing on a field goal. With six seconds left, you kick it off deep. There's no way you're getting two plays off. No chance. Of course, right. that's the right thing to do is just to the kneel field on the irrelevant. ball. Yeah, like the like you kick an extra point if there's a minute left. Right, yeah, because like you want to be up three in case they go down and they kick a miracle field goal at the end, but they're not going to get a miracle field goal. There's not time. There's not. There's literally not enough time for like more than like you would need like an untimed oh, down. Oh, twice oh, last note. Or something. Last yeah. note. I, I do think and to make curious, like if Fairbairn's the kicker there, you obviously kick the extra point to go up three. But with Agunu oh, Bali sure. as the kicker, and he like, what if that's a low kick from a running back who's like the emergency right. kicker? That's, that's actually a really good point. And then they could return it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Is it's like. Okay, maybe because I mean, people are going to hear this and go like, "Well, what's the likelihood an extra point gets blocked and returned for the conversion or whatever?" Low, um, you know, just as low as like a seven-second left, like hail mary lateral attempt, too. To be fair, by the way, but you're right. Like, it's not a low percent if the guy kicking it is, you know, a disaster and has never done it before. You're absolutely right. That increases. I didn't even think about that in the moment. You're absolutely right. Um, like, could, it could honestly could have explained like the difference between doing that and not doing it whereas to me it's like it doesn't matter who the kicker is you just do that because there's seven seconds left but you're right like maybe they maybe they would have kicked the, the extra point if uh if fair but also if fair bear's healthy they get none of the game plays out that way so you can't even play it out the same way like well for 35 minutes he's hurt but then what if he's healthy right at the end <laughs> like this is the kind of like mental gymnastics we do when we go back through stuff um was very happy to win the bet tampa was very competitive in the game stroud is now going to win offensive rookie of the year unless he gets hurt and we're probably only like two to three weeks away from if he got hurt, he'd win anyway. Um, so that's like kind of where we're at right now and all that flipped in one week. I, I guess like, okay, just a couple of quick ones. Uh, very, very frustrated with Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Like in Yeah, I'm done. I'm good on that. I'm good on that whole thing. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm way good on the Carolina Panthers right now. What about Jim Irsay? Way good. Dancing in the Colts locker room after the game. My favorite part of that video, and I'm sure people saw it because it has like millions of views on on X or whatever. Uh, Ur- speaking of X, speaking of X, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's Jim Irsay like hanging on to like Shane Steichen's like pinky while this is going yeah. on, and I'm wondering, yeah. like, if you're Shane Steichen, like, I'd probably be looking at at Irsay like, this is my boss. Like, there is a chance he just, like, keels over right now and just, like, collapses. Like, who who knows what's happening with this dude? Like, r- yeah. ridiculous. Uh yeah, so the, that that was really frustrating, um, and I, I feel like I keep missing the boat on the Ravens, who are just like an absolute wagon, who like annihilated the Seahawks, and uh, just like what last thing on the Raiders here, and we'll do it tomorrow when we talk Raiders Jets. I want them to lean big time into the old Raider way. I loved the cigar stuff in the locker room yesterday. That's like that's yeah. what the Raiders are supposed to be, not Start this dweeb. Too. Not this team, Josh McDaniels. On the other side, P squared, B squared, handicap in week ten in the NFL begins.
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.